Hey, this is Sarah Marie, and you're listening to the Soul of Worship, Are You Making a Sound podcast. Here, we study the Word of God in an effort to get to know Him more deeply so we can worship Him more authentically. Hey there, God bless, Sarah Murray here once again, sharing some thoughts on worship and praise alongside some biblical proof to back it up. So over the last few weeks, God has been really pressing on my heart the following words, celebrate me. It started around the same time as the Jewish calendar celebrates their new year, and I couldn't help but be reminded that God is a God that never changes. And if he, thousands of years ago, established feasts and seasons of celebrations, then that is what he still desires from his children even today. The most common expression of praise that we say all of the time is hallelujah. And the root word of hallelujah is halal, which generally means to boast, brag, celebrate, or rave about God. Hallelujah. When we say hallelujah, we are celebrating Yah, Yahweh. We are bragging about how awesome and powerful he is, how great his love and grace is for us. And recently, as I led worship on a Sunday morning after God kept pressing this in my spirit, That morning, all we did was celebrate him. All we did was sing songs of victory. And let me tell you that the presence of God was so heavy in that place. We even allowed for some time just the musicians to minister to us. We didn't even use our words, but we allowed the drums to play and the piano and the guitars to just do their thing. And we danced in the spirit. And it was such a beautiful time of worship. It was a time that God spoke, that God moved, that God broke barriers. We could literally feel those garments of heaviness, those sackcloths of despair just being dropped and the people of God being surrounded by a garment of praise. Just this enormous feeling of joy just filled that place. And it really felt like we had finally opened up the wells of revival. And so just before that, there were a few mornings when I was sitting still before God, spending time in worship and prayer. And he started showing me a few things about one of our favorite worshipers, David. And so I was reading in First Chronicles, and I read through chapters 13, 14, and 15. And so to give you a little bit of background, in chapter 13, it talks about how David wanted to restore worship to the one true God. He wanted to restore worship to Yahweh now that he had been crowned as king. And so they begin this mission to retrieve the Ark of God and to bring it to Jerusalem. Now, verse 8 of chapter 13 says that David and all of Israel played music before God with all their might, with singing on harps, on stringed instruments, on tambourines, on cymbals, and with trumpets. You know, and I kept just focusing on the fact that it said that they worshiped with all their might. The message translation actually says they worshiped exuberantly. 
The Amplified says they merrily celebrated and joyfully praised. The complete Jewish Bible translation says they celebrated in the presence of God with all their strength. This reiterates to me that worship is meant to be a passionate expression of our love for God. And it makes me wonder, does the average church service ever get there? Am I truly worshiping with all of my strength? Am I going all out to celebrate God? And when we challenged the church to do it on that Sunday, we saw the difference in our worship. We saw how God moved and completely took over our program. We pretty much threw the rest of it out the window and stood in the presence of God celebrating him. You know, Deuteronomy 6, 5 says that we are to love the Lord our God with all of our heart and with all of our soul and with all of our strength. Worship to me is the form in which we release that love back to God. And if you continue reading through those chapters in 1 Chronicles, you'll read that they actually had some mishaps with how um, the ark was being handled, how it was actually being carried. But once David finds out about the proper way to transport the ark, which was on the shoulders of the priest and not on a cart, they were able to successfully transport the ark to Jerusalem. You see, from the very beginning, the presence of God has always meant to be transported on the shoulders of people. The worshipers, the ministering priests, they had to bear the load of carrying the presence of God from place to place. And once the worship and the presence of God was in order, once it was resting on the shoulders of the worshiping priests, then it released an even greater sound of resounding joy and gladness. You know, I think it's a mistake to think that worship can only be subdued or solemn. As I said before, the worship that David encouraged Israel to release, it was passionate. And honestly, it was quite loud. They had trumpets, cymbals, harps, singing, shouting. All of those things make powerful sounds that resonate for miles around. Even Revelation chapter 5 verse 12 says that all of heaven worships with a loud voice. Sure, do not get me wrong. There is a time and a place to be quiet before his presence. But I think we have to remember and recognize that God loves to be celebrated. Psalm 149 verses 3 to 4 says, Let them praise his name with a dance. Let them sing praises to him with the timbrel and harp. For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. God is pleased when we praise him. God takes great pleasure in his people when we worship him joyfully. We bring him delight. So let's continue to make God happy. I mean, think about it. If you're a parent, then there's no better day in the year than Father's Day or Mother's Day, right? Your kids come to you with gifts and songs and poems and handmade crafts, all to tell you as the parent just how awesome you are that you're the best mom or the best dad in the whole wide world. 
And I bet you have a smile on your face right now as memories of those moments come flooding back to your mind. It warms your heart and it fills your soul when your children just celebrate you. It makes all those long days and those late nights worth it to just hear those words, I love you, mom, and I love you, dad. And I think that's how God feels as our father, when we as his children sing before him and honestly just simply say, I love you, Abba. You're the best dad in the whole wide world. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for protecting me. Thank you for being with me on those nights that I couldn't sleep. Thank you for helping me get through those long days when I didn't know what to do. We bring a smile to his face when we celebrate him. Our worship delights the heart of God. And we know that the word says that David was a man after God's own heart. He wasn't perfect, but he knew how to worship. And that pleased God more than anything else. So let's get back to David and his quest to transport the ark to Jerusalem. So at the end of 1 Chronicles 15, it says that all of Israel brought up the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the horn, with trumpets and with cymbals, making music with stringed instruments and harps. And as it happened, as the Ark came to the city of David, David was whirling. He was leaping, literally spinning around and playing music before the Lord. David held nothing back. He wasn't dancing out of obligation, but out of pure joy. He was dancing out of a heartfelt worship. He safely brought the ark to Jerusalem. The presence of God was now among them. This was a huge victory for him. 2 Samuel chapter 6 actually gives us a few more details of this story, and it describes in with more detail the criticism that David received for this whirling around that he did, um, and he received it from his wife. This chapter says that David was wearing just a linen ephod, which was a shortened garment worn by the priests. And so David's wife, she was kind of embarrassed. She was implying that he was being immodest in the general public. But David wasn't being immodest. He simply took off his royal garments to humbly worship before the Lord. He was wearing the same exact thing that the Levites were wearing. He was making himself equal. He was saying, it's not as important the fact that I'm king. I'm making myself equal to the Levites who, whose job is to minister to the Lord. I just want to minister to God. And you just have to love David's response. So I want to read it to you directly. I don't want to misquote it. 2 Samuel 6 verses 21 to 22 says, So David said to Michal, It was before the Lord who chose me instead of your father out of all his house to appoint me ruler over the people of the Lord, over Israel. Therefore, I will play music before the Lord, and I will be even more undignified than this, and will be humble in my own sight. In other words, mind your business, Michal. This wasn't for you. It was for God because of all that God has done for me. So I am going to play my music and I'm going to worship and I'm going to dance and I'm literally going to twirl around and I will look even more undignified than this 
if it means that I can worship my God freely and with all that I have. Now, I know that this is relatable. David's wife criticized him. We're going to have people that will criticize us, will say that we're we're too fanatic or that's not the way you're supposed to act in the house of God. Well, you know what? We can't expect an earthly-minded person to understand the gladness of a spiritual person. I can't expect someone who doesn't know God like I know God to understand my worship. In God's presence, I will worship, I will praise, I will shout, I will dance all that I want. But I do hope and I pray that every day that my freedom of worship, that it does inspire others to release their garments of heaviness, to join in in this celebration of God, to release anything that's holding them back, that's holding them captive, that's holding them away from the presence of God and being able to release true, authentic, joyful worship onto the Lord. Because that's God's goal. He is seeking true worshipers who will worship him in spirit and in truth. Jesus tells us that in John chapter 4. And so worship, true worship should be our goal too. Amos chapter 9 verse 11 says, On that day I will raise up the tabernacle of David, which has fallen down, and repair its damages. I will raise up its ruins and rebuild it as in the days of old. What does this prophecy declare? That God wants, he desires for the tabernacle of David to be restored. And what did David do in his tabernacle? He hosted the presence of God and he worshiped with all of his might, with all of his strength. David even established singers and musicians who would minister to the Lord day and night, 24-7. So let's be part of this desire of the Father, of his plan. Let's repair the broken places in our churches and in our lives and let us restore true worship onto the Father. Let's raise up the ruins. Let's rebuild a tabernacle of praise. Let's prioritize intercessory worship. That is worship saturated lives of prayer and intimacy. A.W. Tozer once said, whenever the church has come out of her lethargy, rising from her sleep and into the tides of revival and spiritual renewal, always the worshipers were back of it. Wow, what a powerful quote. I love it. If you study the greatest revivals and spiritual awakenings in our history, worship has always been at the center. So let's not only release the kind of bold worship that David demonstrated for us, but let's sustain it so that the wells of revival can burst out and flood the earth. Are you walking through a season of barrenness? Do you need to stir up spiritual growth in your life? In worship, are you making a sound? Author Sarah Marie Popolo shares praise and worship that will transform your walk with the Lord. You'll gain new insight into the powerful tool God has given you in worship. Walk through this 12-week Bible study and learn how to use your voice to declare God's promises over your life and watch your desert flourish into a garden of praise and triumph. Available at Amazon, your local bookstore, or at Trilogy.tv.
All right, that's it for today's episode. Don't forget to follow the Soul of Worship Ministry on Instagram and Facebook and join the email newsletter so you never miss out on new Bible study resources and live Bible study and worship events. Find it all on www.soulofworship.com. Until next time, keep on praising.